Mulder, look, Colton plays by the book and you don't. They feel your methods, your theories are... Spooky. It's still real to me, damn it! That's perfect. Right at the 10 second mark, the dogs go charging outside to scream at some fucking couple walking down the road. Not just the couple, but their infant child as well. Why do I even bother? Um, Hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I'm not trying to be dramatic, but every single thing on that mixer was fucked up, like as if someone had pushed it all down and turned everything off. I'm not trying to freak you out, but I want you to know that's what it, that's what happened. And I'm Chelsea. I'm the one who fucked it up when I came over to walk Noelle's dogs. Did you? No, I didn't. Oh, you fucking... Vi- I was like, what? It's literally like the only way those settings could have been turned off is if someone physically moved all the dials. It was the... Oh, my God. It was the Jake the Snake action figure. <laughs> and it's haunted. And yeah. Jordan Jumanji passed that bullshit <laughs> on to me. Like, um, yeah, so... I hope you liked that. We were, um, Trevor and I were watching the Beyond the Mat. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Beyond the Mat documentary. (laughs) And um, Jake the Snake had a moment where they were like, we were unable to track Jake's whereabouts for the next two hours. (laughs) (laughs) After we met up with him, he was high on crack. And we were like, oh, oh, no. So um, that inspired Trevor to go on eBay because I was telling him how much you loved Jake the Snake and your, yes. your sexual moment with him mm-hmm. in a panel. And um, he went on eBay and found you that 80s action figure that he had growing up. And he was like, I had this. I have to get this for her. He gave it to me on his birthday. <laughs> he did. What a nice guy. That's actually why we didn't record last week mm-hmm. because we went on a virtual tour for his birthday yeah we did um what an experience that was as well um it's been it's really uh it's sucks so obviously everyone is not doing very well in quarantine even though please Mm -hmm. keep self-isolating don't go out and protest you fucking idiots but um trevor and i had a trip to new orleans planned for his birthday we were going to be flying out on his birthday and coming back last sunday um obviously that had to be postponed indefinitely and um, on that trip, we were going to do a bunch of um, haunted cemetery tours and Museum of Death and all that good creepy shit. We wanted to stay um, in, um, I forget the name of it, but it was where there was going to be a festival at the same time. Anyway, so it was a big bummer to um, not be able to do that for his birthday. And especially because we kind of like made this promise to ourselves that we we're going to do more. We we're going to like travel more. We we're going to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was super, super shitty. Um, so I tried to make his birthday as fun as we could virtually. So we did like a zoom birthday party and we thought we were going to be taking a haunted tour, but instead, no, no, no names given, but, uh, we, we thought we were going to get a haunted tour of new Orleans, but instead we watched, um, Motorola Razor cell phone footage of (laughs) a woman showing off her Etsy jewelry collection and still great fun though I mean good good content at the end of the day it just matters who you're with so um that was interesting um it was a super great idea though everyone had fun and it was just good talking with everyone on zoom and 
I at least knocked it out of the park as far as birthday gifts went. Um, I, I had to like starting on the first of this next month, I'm going to be taking a pay cut. So I was like, this is like my last big paycheck mm-hmm. to really like ball out. So I got him like everything I could think he wanted. That was also in my budget because I bet there's, you know, there's always things that we all want that are unrealistic. Yeah, he wants $2 instead of just one. Yeah. Hey. Right. I was like, yes, 50 cents. Don't spend it all in one place. And that's also the other like shitty realization is like um, as the, you know, the virus marches on and I have a job in travel industry, <laughs> uh, they've only budgeted our company out um, with the cut hours until like October. And then after that, like I'll be on the choo-choo unemployment train. Hopefully it's all relatively chilled out by then. I'm not... I'm not optimistic, but, um, you know, you know how it be. That, that brings me to, before we get into whatever we're talking about, how do you feel about, um, I don't know if you saw my, I kind of like freaked out about Fanex. What are your thoughts? Cause you no, know, San happened? Diego, San Diego came out and said that they're postponing indefinitely mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con. And Fanex has done nothing. And they keep um, announcing guests and continuing on like nothing's happening. Yeah. And then I also heard a little bit of a rumor that guests have been canceling, but Fanex is still announcing them like it, nothing happened. Interesting. So, I guess, I don't know. I wanted to pose the question out to people online that was like, if you... The first one was like a poll, which was like, if if Fennec still happens in September, will you still be going? And it was like 18% said yes. Um, and then I put a question and I was like, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? And it was basically you were either like, yes, I'm absolutely going. That's so far down the line. You know, things will be different by then. And then other people where I kind of lean that are like, no way. Like, if we're still projecting this to be an issue until July, that's only like a few months from then. And I don't think it would be smart to have that many people in a giant convention center. Right. What are they going to do? Fucking give take everyone's temperatures at the door? No way. Amazon did that and they still had outbreaks. That See, I was in the camper. I thought September was far enough away. Um but I am no expert, but I do know that I have submitted panel proposals. Yeah. That were. Well, same. Like they sent me the email, out. but yeah. I didn't send anything because I'm a loser. Um, but I just, they're also like my friend, Cora, can you please stop being gross for five seconds? My other thing with them is that they're going about it like nothing's happening. And I almost think that their silence on the situation speaks volumes. And I don't know if it's because self-isolation has made me even more of an anti-capitalist, but it feels very profit over people. Mm -hmm. I still even think six months out of a global pandemic is too soon to be putting a hundred thousand people in a convention center. And I was talking about how like we all, we all know about con sickness, right? Like con yeah. flu, con crud, whatever you want to call it. Everyone kind of knows. Yeah, just, just the general plague. You get sick after Comic-Con. Right. Um, And so imagine what that looks like, you know, 
post Rona. I just, I, I don't want to say I'm not optimistic, but I still think six months down the line of a global fucking pandemic is too soon to have a mass fucking meetup in a convention center with people right. who barely practice good hygiene in the first place. I, I pulled up the Fanex uh, group that they have, not the main page. And uh, th- somebody did ask if people are holding off buying their tickets for Fanex because of the coronavirus. And apparently Utah has like a phased timeline. And right now we're in the urgent state. Well, urgent was March to April stabilization stage is May through September and then recovery stage is October, November. I don't know exactly what the stabilization stage means, but I'm assuming that since September's on like the end part of it, it might fall into Utah's plans. But if we have people out there protesting well, uh, and perpetuating it worse. Well, that's the thing. It's like over Saturday, we had like 250 something new cases. Yeah. Like I, the, the, and like, again, I don't judge me as I put on my fucking anti-capitalism hat, but there are states like ours that aren't as densely populated that don't have as ginormous, um, of, at-risk communities as other states do. Right. And so in comparison, our numbers are small. Sure. But our numbers are still big for our per capita well, population. Also, what happens if all local cons in the area get canceled and Fanex is the only one that isn't? We're going to get likely out of state Oh, absolutely. Traffic. Absolutely. So it's like we are on the lower list. Like we're in the 30s as far as ranking goes on um, coronavirus cases and deaths. But... That's because we're not as densely populated as somewhere right. like New York. And because of that, and because we're also a red state unanimously, we are getting lumped into the beginning phasing of kind of the test states that they're going to start putting right. into phase one, phase two, quote unquote. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't love that. And like, I know that only 3% of people that still have their jobs have the ability to work from home. And I understand that people out there protesting to reopen are coming from a place of fear because um, they're realizing how broken everything is. And Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be a protest of reopen. That should be a protest to your government because it shouldn't have taken a global pandemic for us to realize that every single facet of this country is absolutely broken beyond repair. It shouldn't be reopen so I can go back to waitressing. It should be what the fuck is wrong with you government that, I've been let go of from unemployment and I have been or, and I'm trying to get on unemployment and it's been three weeks now and I keep getting a busy tone or a callback later message when I call the unemployment officer. Why is it taking me 16 steps to file for food stamps while I'm at a single mom at home who just lost their job? Dude, even like trying to get insurance is a nightmare. Yeah, like it shouldn't it shouldn't have taken a global pandemic for us to realize that every single aspect of this country that's supposed to be helping its people in time of crisis it is non-existent. And I think that's what people should be protesting, not reopen. Um, reopen because we're, we're Utah strong is some fucking posters I saw. Oh my God. You know, fight medical tyranny. That's, that's not who you should be Dude, protesting. I saw some on the internet of like the posters and they were like holding up my body, my choice. And then it had like the mask. 
Yeah. And I was like, that's not what that's about. Yeah. Like, it's just oh like, my God. I don't know. So I, I, and, and I also want to like be very aware, like I'm, I'm scheduled to perform with, um, Black Moon at FanX. Yeah. And all the girls have been putting so much time and effort and Rachel's put her whole entire fucking heart and soul into that choreography. And like, right. I also planned on doing panels and kind of like us having a comeback at FanX. And yeah. I like I'm not shitting as much as I love shitting on FanX. I'm not shitting on FanX because I hate FanX. I'm shitting on FanX right now because I think them not postponing the con is um, ignorant and it is a blatant loud scream of profit over people. Yeah, it's definitely def- it's like super scary times because yeah, a lot of people are like, well, that's so far down the road. It's not. Um, I think people are also like. It's been 30 fucking days. As of like the 15th of last week, it's been 30 days. It's been one month and we are cracking and we are saying, open the fucking gates back up. I don't care. I'll die for the economy. Let me fucking go back. Chill out. This is 30 days. You can't even fucking manage this. I'm also, I've been struggle bussing. I've walked Puffin like a thousand times and, uh, Sometimes you just have to walk your dog more, you know? Yeah. It's just like there's there's other things that you can do. You can get into wrestling. You can get into comic books. Yeah, read a book. You can book. spend time with your children you if could. you have them. Oh, did you hear about that? No. Justin Timberlake was interviewed um, like virtually. Oh, this motherfucker. And he made a comment about how 24-hour parenting is not natural and how he's struggling as him and his wife and his one child are in their Wyoming ranch or Montana ranch fucking taken away from you know all of this and everyone's like how tone deaf can you be dude he'll figure out a way to flip it and shit on britney spears in a week or two as is his mo have you seen her fucking tiktoks what a cry for help no i have not i don't have tiktok oh man she it is i see i see him when buzzfeed writes an entire article about because they are (laughs) not good i watched the one where she broke her foot Oh, I haven't seen that one. I just watched the one where she posted, she was dancing to Justin Timberlake's song and she was like, 25 years ago today, the most famous breakup, whatever the fuck she posted. And it's the weirdest dance she's doing. She looks like your drunk aunt who like came to the bar. She's doing like the like, baby doll dance woo, from woo. fucking Sucker Punch it where is, she's just gyrating. Yeah, it is not fucking good. Um, so anyway, that's mm. my that's my complaint corner and... I don't know, man. I'm like that was a good complaint. I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Also, is it weird looking at my face right now with my weird eye makeup? Can you even tell? Um. So here's the thing. So you know when, uh, like, don't <laughs> don't get offended. You know, and like chronically obese people. Yes. Um. Are they like sit for a while, right? Uh-huh. And then now and then, like, you have to move them. And then you lift the folds. Yes. And then the skin is like discolored and weird yeah. looking. Yep. That's what your face looks like right Thank now. Thank you so much. Like That's... when I couldn't tell because the shadow is hitting your eyelids. But then when you tilted back, um, I just remembered like uh, when I was a CNA mm-hmm. and I would have to like lift the folds of people's genital skin. That's what it looked like. And then My like, um, like genitals. Yeah, like scooping out uh, the poop and stuff because sometimes they would get mad. It, I didn't work at like an old like a old care home. I worked at like a um, 
like a mental rehabilitation type center for people mm-hmm. who in any way they one lady used to get mad and she would like pull up her underwear and her pants and then just poop as hard as she could wow and, then, and she was kind of overweight and then i would we go in and i'd have to scoop it out anger yeah and then um also like just the folds of like lifting and like cleaning out the crevasses my like eyes make up like well, i don't know why you did weird brown crevasse. yeah you did okay. weird brown eyeliner what the fuck are you eating it's like some sort of pebble a lemon head, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have lemon heads. Um, so let me explain what happened here. So you know Sharon Tate? Yes. So Sharon Tate. Well, I know of her. I haven't met her because, she, you she's know. She's dead. She died Manson. before I came around. Um, but Sharon Tate has did this, like, iconic, you know, 60s, 70s makeup look. And it's, I wanted to try it. And it's literally doing, um, like, a brown line above your lid that then goes into like a cat eye and that's it and then you do like white or tan on the lid but i have hooded eyes so a lot of these makeup trends i cannot do why didn't you do it in like the crease you just went above the crease no i tried two different locations i tried in the crease where it completely disappears and then i tried above the crease where it looks like a child drew on my face and um so anyway moral of the story is i thought that maybe i could work around it because like there are so many cool fucking eyeshadow looks that like right. I can do like my eyes like this spend it like uh, this is tough to explain on a podcast but like you have your eyes semi closed kind of open and you do this fantastic eyeshadow blend you do these fantastic colors some glitter on the top and then you sit you open your eyes normal and it just the lid falls back into your socket and it's gone and all that is for nothing so. Um, that's the struggle of having hooded eyes. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to like try it in the crease where you can't see it, obviously, unless I do like that. Or I tried above it and it looks like fucking Ronald McDonald. Was this inspired by your acid trip this weekend? (laughs) 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 No, I just wanted to do fucking cool makeup. Um, okay. So I think had you done more than just brown eyeliner, maybe it would have completed the look, but you are wearing your Macaulay Culkin shirt. Uh, your cutoff shorts. I don't know when you last washed your hair. A while ago. I'm guessing it wasn't today or yesterday. No. No shade. I hadn't showered in a while either, but I did shower today. Look at how long and beautiful I know, my hair, hair is. Your hair is out of control. Um, but I think had you completed the look, it would have looked better. And I think had you just picked a style and gone with it because you got the one that's up here and then the one that's like I was a test lid. it was a test so I understand I look like a crackhead also this isn't just a Macaulay Coken t-shirt this is Macaulay Coken mashed with dead alive so oh, okay. it's pretty intense but anyway other than that I do look like crazy and I haven't washed my hair in a while um, that's all I'm saying is like you know when like um, crackheads you can look like shit but if your makeup's on point yeah like you know it's but you just I, look awful all over. Thank you so much. I knew this would happen. But I mean, I'm not one to talk. Look at look at you look, look at, the, at me. You look the best you have. I mean, you're still wearing your sensible clogs, it's but practical clog, practical clog. Um, I'll never get it right. But I like um I like your outfit today. Also, thanks. your hair washed is a significant difference than what it usually is. Yeah, you know. Well, I saw a meme online that was like being disgusting isn't a character trait and I felt so attacked. I was like, oh my God. Yes, it is. That's what I thought. Um, being like, disgusting and also having a fat fucking coochie, both personality traits mm. that I appreciate. Yeah. Wait until Tiger King gets a look at this cat, cat, cat. There you go. 
Did you watch the new episode? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, what a disappointment. I wanted more drama. Me too. I wanted them to call Joe on the fucking... I wanted them to shit talk each other, but none of them interacted. I know. They probably did that on purpose. Yeah. They couldn't afford that type of drama. But But I would have afforded it. I mean, yeah, right? It's my heart. Okay. Let's fucking get it. Now that now that I've gotten everything off my chest, yeah. it's been bothering Now let's me. talk about something happy. Good, yeah. Children torture. You know what? The happiest of tortures is children torture. Yeah. Um. So did you? I feel like you. I sent you this idea for e- the Elon School, and then you went with it more than I did. Did you watch the? So the documentary isn't out yet. The documentary was like dated 2019, but it isn't out yet. Um. Oh. Which is a bummer, but I did watch like a NBC special from the fucking like seventies. Did you watch that one? Yeah, the one from nineteen. It was nineteen eighty three. The one where they're just bashing their hands on the ground. Yeah, and they're screaming at each other. Yeah, it's I don't understand, and I also I don't know. It's it's tough because did you watch interviews with? people who feel like they had successful times there no i read i read the worst of the worst okay well basically there's not many but there are a few people who say that like this school and this type of therapy if you want to call it that did help them recover and be um better people and um they feel more productive and successful and finished school and got a good job and they're like they're definitely like I feel like it was because of this program. But But that's like (laughs) two people out of hundreds who were fucking tortured. So let's go into like, it's called the Elon School. And let's go into a little bit of its history. So we're not just swinging balls at the moon. Uh, So the Elon School was founded in 1970 Mm -hmm. by psychiatrist Gerald Davidson, blah, 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 blah. It had different people who were in charge of it. But until we get to Joseph Ricci, a college dropout. Does it really start to get very delicious? Um, he was really a character in his own right. He kicked his own heroin addiction um, as a teenager. And then he used his own treatment experiences to quote unquote help the students of Elon. Uh, and he's one of those like complicated characters where if you like are in his corner, you can Google different accolades to try to make him sound like a good dude. Like mm-hmm. one of his very first acts um, after he opened the school was he sued the main principals association so that he could let African <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are just killing attacking each other oh my god that's okay i'll just talk louder i'll just talk over it wait why are they doing this stop it stop i told they never do this unless no. you're here i'm telling you right now <laughs> they love me um by the way really quick so apollo we've already talked about how he drags me down the stairs now Cora is in on the con by walking right in front of me and then not fucking moving. <laughs> and then I Superman over her and face down into the grass. Um, anyway, so this Ricci character, he sued the Maine Principals Association, and that's M-A-I-N-E, the state, um, because they were trying to block African-American players from participating on his school sports teams. And he was like, no, that's bullshit. Everybody should be treated the same. Um but another on the flip side, he is well Do you have known. Beaded? No, I don't know where the fuck that came from. She just ate it outside and then tooted it out. And then <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry, um, Cora was eating okay. jewelry. 
like a yellow bead. I don't even know where that came from. No. Okay. Anyway. Um, so he was also well known throughout the residential treatment industry as one of the few direct descendants of Synanon, which was a defunct cult that seriously pioneered the use of North Korean brainwashing techniques to control its members. Oh, good. This Joe Ricci character is a little hand-me-down from them. Good. Um, he was sued three times for sexual harassment, once for threatening to kill a female employee. And uh, it also came up in court documents when he was there to testify um, for one of his former students who was on trial for murder that he would just take girls out and rape them. So real piece of work this dude is. Um, and basically once he got involved with the school, it it made its claim as being one of the only schools that took the worst of the worst of teenage criminals um, i.e. the cases that other programs refused to even touch out of fear for their bottom line of success, their percentage of ratio of being able to cure these kids of like their addictions um, mm. or out of fear for their own faculty, staff, and residents. And um, Elin was described, would describe its treatment as not being for the faint of heart, but also having lots of hugs. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, what do they define as a hug? Like a, a fist to the face? So Yeah, a fist or just, you know, a good old-fashioned lashing. Yeah. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me in the interview that they did were, when they were trying to still highlight the school um, was that pre this school, there were only two types of places you could send kids that were misbehaving, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And this was either a mental hospital or um, like a boarding school. And there are a lot of kids, specifically the ones that ended up in this program, that don't fall into either of those categories. They're just kind of like runaway youths. Um, Maybe they have like some, the kleptomaniacs, uh, some addiction. Yeah. Like they're, they're just a little bit, they're troubled, quote unquote, but they're not... Um, mentally handicapped right. or um, can thrive in a boarding school or even afford a boarding school. Yeah. What, like the demographic of the, the students who went to this school were upper middle class, like rich white kids. Mm-hmm. And then so, yeah, like it was kind of run of the mill teenage problems for a lot of them mm-hmm. that their parents just weren't really able to deal with. Um, one of the parents, they were like, what did your kid do? And he's like, he flipped off my wife and then he swung on me and they paid $40,000 yeah. to send his kid there. Um, but most, oh my God, mostly it was just kids, teenagers who got like addiction problems in high school mm-hmm. and then they sent him to this place. And I this feel like addiction place. problems back then were like, they were caught smoking a joint. Maybe they were caught looking at porn. Yeah. Um, like they are sexually active was a lot of the stories of the girls. They were yeah. like, they're here for promiscuity and you're just like, Oh God. Yeah. And just like stuff that like now I feel like, don't get me wrong. There were troubled kids there, but uh, look like some of the stuff that they were talking about, like I feel like I flipped off my mom once and then I probably was like, in I don't know probably in elementary school I probably tried to like swing back and mm-hmm. I was just like oh you're grounded could you imagine if mm-hmm. on any of our bullshit our parents sent us to get tortured Dude, no and then expected us to return home relatively normal no way 
the they boasted like Elon boasted that their methods of treatment was called attack therapy. Yeah. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. So attack therapy. One of the um, therapy sessions that I got to watch was a girl, um, probably maybe fourteen years old, who was not adjusting very well to. Um, also they kidnap you first of all yeah so you're kidnapped into the program literally students who are essentially like cops quote unquote in um they a lot of the people who graduated the program said that it was like lord of the flies because there are a few students in the program who they who are essentially cops and enforcers and um these cops and enforcers kidnap you from your home literally kidnap you and then take you into the program. And that's how you know you're taken into the program. And so naturally this young girl was kidnapped from her home, thrown into the program, not adjusting well. The first few days was getting, Mm -hmm. um, was getting fucking, uh, spankings. Um, and wasn't like getting along very well. Wasn't really participating in the therapy sessions where they'll like scream and all this weird shit. So they basically, put her in a classroom and she's wearing a dunce hat at this point because like they, uh, they, they um, go to school still and people who don't do well on a test or acting out have to wear gigantic, like three foot tall fucking dunce caps. Um, And so she's wearing a dunce cap. They put her in the middle of the classroom and everyone in the program is filling the classroom and they're all taking turns screaming all the things they hate about her and the things that they feel about her and um, she's just sitting there fucking taking it. And she's taking it for a while. And they're getting, the class is getting more mad that she's not reacting and she's not getting upset. So then it, stir- it starts to turn into a screaming, like a screaming match with all of the students in there. Like um, telling her that like she doesn't have real problems, that she's some like dumb, rich, middle class white girl. Um, she doesn't know what struggle is. She's a bitch, all this stuff. And then she breaks down because she's like, I hate myself. I had an abortion. I'm a piece of shit. And then they all just start screaming at her that she's a piece of shit. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. And the it's like humiliation. They like thrive off the humiliation. And they would always, anytime people would come for this attack therapy, they would say, because in the 1960s, there was like an uprising of therapeutic community, which is what you and I think of when we think of residential homes now, where mm-hmm. you sit in a group and you talk and you heal together. But they, Elon flipped it on its head where they're like, we break you down and then we rebuild together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, could you? Okay. Uh, I got screamed at last week by a woman uh, and I thrived off of it. But do you think you could handle... <laughs> Do you think you could handle being screamed at by like all these people after you had just been kidnapped? I don't think I don't. Uh, it depends. I don't think I. I mean, it, you would either fall in line or act out worse. There's no I, middle ground. I definitely think that. I definitely think that I would have just been a, the worst version of myself because of that. Yeah. I think I would have intentionally made everyone's life a living hell um, if that happened. Um, to me it would it would just be my defense mechanism my self-preservation would have kicked in and I would always destroy everyone else before myself I just like I don't understand how any of this was like legal well they would like everything was always under the 
umbrella of therapy. So like that whole screaming thing, uh, one-on-one students screaming at each other was called an encounter group. Four students or staff was called a dealing crew. And then you could get a 40 to 150 students screaming at you. And that was called a general meeting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, it's just so hard to read because like they were forced into this mob mentality where they were like, you'd be like, well, I would never scream at somebody like that, but you were forced to participate in the treatment. Um, it would be anywhere from being told like, Oh, well, if you don't scream at this girl who had an abortion, she's going to get an infection and die. And then it's your fucking fault. Hmm. And you're telling this to children. Um, or they would be like, all right, then you're fucking subjected to it too. Mm -hmm. Um, there was one case where, some boys had tried to they didn't want to do the treatments they didn't want to participate mm-hmm. so then staff locked him in a dumpster for two weeks and then staff didn't fucking check on him it was guarded by other students and they were like if you don't guard them or if they escape then we're putting you in the fucking dumpster yeah. so it was like a very much like kill or be killed yeah. type of mentality and they were forced to participate in everything mm-hmm. so eventually you either act you just acclimate to the terror or you're Mm -hmm. not getting out because they also got to control your graduation date because it functioned like a school. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I kind of liked the idea of was how they handled bullies. So, but this is also a gray area because this program, if you want to even call it that was making bullies like every day because Mm -hmm. you would get beat the fuck down so much that like you were just lashing out. Um, And so they would make them fucking fight. They would make them fight. Yeah. They, and I kind of loved that a tiny <laughs> little bit. If you were bullying someone, you so there was like a there was like a house representative too. So you would fight the person you were bullying, and then if you defeated them, you the bully won, you beat up the person you were bullying. Then they would bring like the house winner, whoever was like the champion. Literally like the champion come out and beat the fucking shit out of you. And they were like, guy, girl, 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 guy, guy, doesn't fucking matter. If you've got fucking problems, you're here fighting it out. Mm -hmm. And there is something that I love about that. Because, like, not only do they give the chance of, like, the person being bullied to fight back, but then they go, okay, now pick on someone your own size. And then they bring out the fucking champion with the championship belt being like, you call her fat? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I kind of fucking secretly love that. And they didn't make them fist fight. They were wearing um, boxing gloves. Yeah. Um, But the fights would go on until someone passed out. Yeah. I mean, there's a, it's not great, but, (laughs) but also like, but also I fucking love that a little bit. There is like, uh, I love that. Yeah. There's like an old, like caveman evolutionary trait in there where it's like, Oh, I just want to fucking hit someone sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Also, um, if you're the, the house champion out here just beating the shit out of bullies all day. And like, that's your job is to come but, in in the fucking <laughs> final half. Um, imagine like how blurred those lines get when you're in an environment where you're encouraged to bully people. I mean, true. I understand the problems but with still, it. But boy, do fucking I like the children's idea. fight club. I love the idea. If we could market that fight club into it. Um, and as fun as the beatings are, mm-hmm. uh, there were like other things. I don't know. The, there's part of me like the defiant part where I think I would have, I could have thrived off it. Like um, the girls who, who were there for promiscuity, they would try to put them through these like public campaigns to embarrass them. And they would just put shitty blush on them and like shitty makeup. 
And then they would wear large signs that say, like, I am a whore. Mm -hmm. And then they would have these, like, student drill sergeants line up and just scream at them, like, you're filth, you're nothing but filth. Dude, do you know how fucking kinky their sex must be at this point? Right. Like, Like, all you did for those girls was make them the fucking raunchiest bitches out there. Like, that was the one thing that I saw where I was like, a little titillated by like you screaming at me while i'm dressed up in my sunday reds yeah. and we got i got that red lipstick on and you yelling at me just like, like fucked, <gasps> fucked up like generic shit doll makeup and then a giant sh- sign that says i'm a slut and then people are screaming at you and you're already like a fan of sucking dick like it's gonna be yeah. downhill baby it's gonna be downhill mm-hmm. it's like the only way you can feel something is if you're getting pissed on type of <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking, and then, that's it. Yeah. And then like, um, another one kid escaped and then they just made him wear a rabbit suit and they shackled him. Oh, yeah, also kind of fun when you're a teenager. Kind of fun. I kind of like that. If you run away, they fucking get you, which is like literally like sending hound dogs and fucking other kids after you, which I don't know. There are aspects of this that are so ridiculous that they're kind of silly. Like, you know, literally scarlet lettering some girls and making people who run away wear rabbit suits. But it's also horrific. <sighs> oh, yeah. Uh, apparently there was a 12-step process to ask permission to go to the bathroom, which you were literally not allowed to do alone. Um, and this 12-step process to get permission to use the restroom would take up to several hours and then they would write the request up as an incident or a disciplinary infraction. So then um, it would go to the higher ups and they'd be like, this kid's not fucking falling in line. And then they would get punished for it oh for God. requesting to go to the bathroom. Bro, I would just piss my pants all you the know, fucking time. Girl, you would, know how hydrated I am. I'm peeing every five minutes during this podcast. Dude, I know it. Like, I've just, I've just got a, I'm just hovering over a mason jar right yeah. now at all times. I know it. I would be fucked. I would piss my pants on purpose. Oh, another thing. I listened to an old episode with my sister and I realized I swear too much. And so I'm trying to fill those affectations that I have of swearing with uh, other words. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. I was swearing a lot. I think I was having like a migraine or a mild stroke. Anyway, just Um, can't fucking relate. (laughs) I I don't know what episode it was, but maybe I think it was like a conspiracy episode. Oh, you were hyped. That's what it was. I was fired up. But another thing that like I think would mess me up the most... um, with like the psychological torture was every so when they would go to bed they would do bed checks every 10 minutes but it wasn't just like a like shine the flashlight in the room they would literally lift up the sheets with the flashlight and like feel around on the student's body to make sure they didn't have anything hidden on them like what so that like clothes so like extra clothes to run away Uh, or if they were like hoarding shoelaces to kill themselves that's a good point i thought maybe they were like gonna catch you and jerking off no, and it wasn't it wasn't staff that did this. It was like other students. Yeah, that's the problem. They when they created that dynamic of having the other students um kind of like narking on everybody and being like the cops, it's, it's fucking, like the Stanford prison experiment. It literally is like the Stanford prison experiment. And uh and every so it was, you literally had no privacy. You had no mm-hmm. friends to confide in because mm-hmm. every student had to be your enemy and mm-hmm. then punishments were there were the fun ones like getting makeup and wearing a sign in the bunny suits, but then there were also the shitty ones of being locked in a dumpster in the middle of summertime. Yeah. And or like uh the school would say that they did um lashings as a form of symbolic punishment, and then people who did get whipped were like, Um, I was there was nothing symbolic about the physical bruises all over my fucking body. 
So. Right. Well, then you hear about like what Carl Panzram, who got turned into a literal murderer because he experienced all these like horrific things at school. And just think about like he was raped. Yeah. And then if you think about all the sexual allegations, like all the sexual infractions that would have happened here when you Mm -hmm. have like these troubled pent up students all one on top of each other and they're sexualizing them like Mm -hmm. a 14 year old. I feel like you literally do not have the like a child does not have the capacity to be a whore period. And then you put that label on them and then you're screaming it up. Yeah, and then you're reducing them to just like a, a concept. Yeah. Like her the fellow students aren't going to look at them like a human being, no. you know? No, not at all. It's and, it's wild. It's wild that it it got away with doing this for so long and when this like NBC or whatever the fuck documentary series came out on TV, they were talking about how like they've got a fucking wait list for people trying to get yeah. into the school. Oh, in 1983 it was hype. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Like one girl, um, I think it was in that one where she was she was like, they're like, oh, we don't cater to mental illness, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then they were asking a girl, they're like, oh, do you think you're mentally ill? And she's like, I don't know. I stabbed myself in the stomach like six times. So my dad would love me. Mm -hmm. But they said I'm not mentally ill. They just said I have an alcohol addiction. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's fucking it's it's such quack fucking science. And it's. So unfortunate, too, when, like, you hear more about the reasons why these kids were sent there. And it's literally just, like, their shitty fucking parents didn't have the time or the patience for them. And it's just, like, and they were just acting out, skipping school. Like, they fucking sucked a dick. So they're getting put into fucking labor camp. And it was... It was literally a labor camp because every day there was just unpaid labor. Mm-hmm. And if the student, if anyone was bad, you were forced to scrub the floor. Um, and or even if um, a student did lash out physically, like or do anything like out of physical line, like walk too fast, smiling was looked down upon. Other students were instructed to like tackle and restrain them. And um smiling without permission like the punishment for that was cleaning urinals with a toothbrush for hours for smiling yeah and they would parents loved it thankfully i would really thrive there because i don't smile well do you have bad knees yeah so everyone i found this everyone imprisoned at this school developed physical problems by the mid 2000s 30 percent of the students developed temporary or permanent osgood schlatter disease which is a debilitating knee condition um, which happened with the students on the lower hierarchy who were forced to scrub the linoleum floors with a dirty sponge for 2 to 12 hours every single day eventually developed this disease in their knees knee problems yeah and it's it's a it was like it was literally an epidemic when 30% of your students are developing any kind of disease that's like epidemic levels yeah. and it was forced on them by having to scrub the floor yeah like just constant confrontation just like imagine constant confrontation yeah you don't you don't sleep you can't there's not a moment where you're not on edge it gave every single student who went there a form of ptsd yeah you can't communicate like all mail it was like even you had no privacy like mail was red and going mm-hmm. outgoing mail was all red like you couldn't have conversations with other students and um and then kids who were actually sick, like who were like had did have alcohol problems, the ones that were like severe, they would um, go into convulsions 
mm-hmm. because their alcohol withdrawals were so bad. And then they would just yell at them like they wouldn't send them to hospitals. And you can die from alcohol withdrawals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found a stat. Oh, yeah, here it is. So even though they had over 100 students, um, there was only one psychologist that was on staff at the time. And his job was to speak to the parents to calm them down about sending their kids there, but not talk or administer any health care to good. the children. Good. Period. That's really good stuff. And then when they asked um, this Ricci guy to talk about it, his quote was, we don't bullshit kids. We don't do that here. He was all proud of it in that documentary. And people are like praising him as a hero. It's fucking. Ugh. I, I don't know. Do you know, do you remember when it closed? 2011. Unfortunate. Blew my mind. I was talking to my roommate about this and I was telling her, she's like, Jesus, did this happen in the 60s? I was like, no, it it didn't even close down like in a cool justice kind of way. It just closed down because like it some like someone did a Reddit AMA about it and then the school didn't have enough students to fill up, so they just shut down quietly. Yeah. Literally no repercussions. No one no one went to jail. Nope. Was anyone sued? I bet they probably had some extensive um, paperwork that you had to fill out. That the was only like I could do whatever I want. So yeah, kid. that uh, so Joseph Ricci, he only lost one case for sexual harassment, and then he settled two other cases against him. One of their students committed, uh, like killed someone, and he did have, and a lot of the. Um, like the defense was talking about the conditions of what his school was like. And mm-hmm. they're like, this kid was conditioned to be a killer and he did have to talk there. And he was described as being like a defense attorney's dream, mm. but no, no real repercussions that I found. Why would there be, you know, and I, which is unfortunate that this documentary still hasn't come out because, um, this documentary, you can watch the preview on Netflix. Um, it's interviewing people who went to the school even at re- pretty fairly recently before it closed um, and kind of like what's happened to them and how horrific it was. And um, you'd think that I bet when that documentary does come out, um, there will be some reopened cases and repercussions for hopefully because any one of us could have gone to the school. Like sure. what year did you graduate? Like 2010. Yeah. You could have gone there. I could have yeah. gone there. Yeah, for sure. Look, I know it. I and know it. Any I, of these things. Well, you probably would have gone there. I wouldn't have gone there because I was an angel child. Yeah, I definitely would have gone there. I think absolutely. I if but my, for anything, if my parents didn't um, have patience, um, then I definitely would have been. Sent yeah, if there. my parents like didn't love me enough to like yeah. to try to be a parent to deal yeah. with the tough so when situations. I, when I would talk back, they would just be like, "This is an unacceptable behavior. Here is your consequence." Yeah. But here's your dinner Eat yeah. in your room. Leave yeah. your phone out here. Yeah. That's your I, I'm taking your PlayStation out of your room. Yeah. Um, so that's that's like the saddest part about it is like we build all of this bullshit up and then it's like it's happens. like a deflated balloon. Yeah. Just close down because they didn't have enough students anymore to it's, keep it funded. Yeah. It's super unfortunate. So I hope that I hope that this documentary comes out. I hope that there's no weird reason as to why it hasn't. Um, like, you know, there's they're fighting them for trying to release it or something and i hope that when it does come out more publicity gets put on the people who were involved in um yeah well richie's dead well that doesn't mean we but, still can't sue his estate yeah <laughs> but even um 
he died in 2001, but his wife took it over. And then a main politician guy named Bill Diamond, never trusted Diamond, never do, served as its uh, director of governmental relations. But that was like the train of evidence of like people being involved. So the only thing that's probably going to happen is there's going to be mandates so that it doesn't happen again, but probably no real consequences. Yeah. Or even like, I don't know, sue the fucking state of Maine because all of these students who went to that school who are now adults with severe fucking issues should get free fucking therapy for the rest of their lives for what they had to endure during those times. Yeah. The school even was like fudging numbers on its success too, but it was like parents who ended up getting upset about it said that it was like less than 10% were quote-unquote successful and the rest had some sort of recidivism or issues coming out. Yeah. Imagine having like a chronic knee condition as a teenager. It's unbelievable. That would be the least of your problems when every single day you were screamed at. Um, Yeah. Or just physically beaten. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so wild to think about um, historically all of the like, you know different type of rehabilitation homes and mental mm-hmm. facilities that were just horrifically abusive. Yeah. I know someone like my age who had to go to uh, conversion therapy. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah, and that shit still exists to this day. Yeah, Utah's still debating whether or not we should get rid of it. Right? It's just like so barbaric. You, you think that you're reading about a story that took place in the fucking 50s. But it's this closed in 2011 and there's still types of abusive therapy that's going on probably in your fucking backyard if you looked hard enough. Right. Terrible. It's it's absolutely insane. So um, check out this school. Um, There are also people who do like there's someone on YouTube who did a tour of it abandoned now Mm -hmm. and there's still stuff in it like paperwork and filing cabinets and let's go there let's yeah. go to Maine. it looks insane it it literally only closed in 2012 but it looks like it's been closed for decades i know somebody lives in maryland and i feel like that's just a stone's throw from all those little states over there are so like i mean congested we can pretend it is but it's like a stone throw. all those states are fucking congested yeah, i mean my grandma lives in vermont which is close to maine so let's go there let's go there but yeah anyway um, if you're going to suck a dick, suck a dick, you know, just be smart about it. And you wear that scarlet letter. I would. Loud and proud. I fucking would. We should. I hope that, I hope that at least one student out there is thriving and that didn't fuck up 100%, but honestly, so, there's going to be scars on all of these people. I hope one of them became like a professional dominatrix and like is really thriving right now during Dude, corona what times. About one of them is just like Kat Von D or something. She's a horrible fucking person. So I've been watching a lot of LA Inc because I'm slowly running out of shitty reality television to watch. Have you watch 90 Day Fiancés before the 90 Day? Yeah. Man, I love it. I'm all out. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know what to tell you. Have you watched um, What We Do in the Shadows? Yep. Damn, okay, let me try to think what else I've seen that's really good. What I want to do is um want to give a quick shout-out to a listener named Anna, who hit me up on Instagram and, uh, because they also have some bullshit family stuff. But I'm going to start watching more Sailor Moon hmm. so that we can talk about Sailor Moon Scouts Okay, and how they would react in COVID. I sent you a text. Yeah, I read it. Um, you ignore me mercilessly. I have my feelings. I have to turn my phone no, off. No, when I <laughs> when I text you at two in the morning about 
the sailor scouts i expect an answer within five minutes yeah i can't even fucking tell you how many like late night texts i've gotten from you and i wake up to them and i'm like what and then i go back to bed yeah but i did see that one uh, you, you uh, want to watch the 90s anime yeah so i'm gonna watch some sailor moon got a wide open schedule do it so that we can have and then we should have uh, rachel on here no absolutely yeah. she's the fucking sailor scout yeah, expert. She, she is sailor scout expert there's um it's tough for me to like go back and watch sailor moon sometimes because i find usagi uh, to be a fucking crybaby um but that's kind of like her aesthetic but i also have to remember that like this was the first time in like 90s television that it was a show about magic girls right you know so um you know you have to i also have to remember that It it did so much for um girls and women and whatever like breaking that kind of gendered norm yeah. of superheroes. And you know, a nice lighthearted boys. episode might be fun. Yeah. Sometimes like, uh, actually I thrive on this stuff. Uh, yeah. The slice of life anime is your shit. Yep. I've been reading uh, a lot of web, web tunes, mm. the romance one, Laura Olympus. That's my jam. Oh, geez. A new one just came out. It's called midnight poppy land. It's just this like small nerdy journalist falls for this giant brawny mm. mafioso. I got, um, I ordered the new, I ordered the last book on the left. Um, it, so that'll be here on the ninth. And then I ordered two books by Caitlin Doty, who does Order of the Good Death. One of them is called um, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes and Other Stories from the Crematorium. Mm-hmm. And Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs? Um, questions from Tiny Mortals About Death. So we have different reading vibes, but. I also have Truman Capote's In Cold Blood that I have to Well, finish. I mean, I'm reading. I can read other books. It's fine. Just read, I was your, just, read I your was just, romantic webcomic. I was trying to go into fun, lighthearted things. I had to read about this fucking school all goddamn day. I don't... I can't handle lighthearted. I like knowing the bad. Um, Yeah. I can't find my fucking Admiral Bird diary, so I need to track down who I lent that out to. Mm, yeah. You've got to... Pull yourself back in. Yeah, I've been buy- I bought a, a lot of comic books that I need to read through. I get that. I yeah, um, I've got a shit ton of backed up reading, but um, you know, it is what it is. What it is. All we got is fucking time. But anyway, um, don't open a fucking school where you abuse kids and say that it's for their own good. Yeah, and we saw Matilda. We know what fucking happens. Yeah, and you know what? Those giant fucking dumpsters. That mm. should be a home. It should be not a, home. a prison. It should be a home for raccoons. Yeah. Hail Satan. Hail rabbit suits.